Hello, it's Andrew May, and welcome to the Performance Intelligence Podcast, Bite Size Edition. This is where we take a clip from a previous podcast and amplify it for you in a snack-sized format. How do you train to get better at things like public speaking or presenting to a large group? In this bite-sized edition, mental skills coach Aaron Walsh, who works with the Chiefs in New Zealand rugby, he's also the mental skills coach for the Scotland rugby union team, and he provides tips and tactics on how to reduce nerves and anxiety before large performance moments. Walsh, he draws some beautiful parallels between the corporate world and the sporting world, and he tells how he prepares athletes for similar moments and how these skills are easy transferable. Let's put that into corporate speak because when you do mental skills and you do, you work with some of New Zealand's biggest companies, similar to me, you've learned your craft, you've honed your craft in sport and you're now interpreting into the corporate world. So for someone listening to this who goes, well, I don't do a line out, I don't part, you know, I don't swim 50 metres. For someone who's an executive or someone who's an emerging leader, one of the biggest strengths you can have is presenting, being articulate, being clear. A lot of people, when they do these surveys, like I'm yeah. a, oh, I love speaking, I have ever since school. So it's a bit foreign to my, hey, jazz hands. Yeah. But when they ask people, what are you most afraid of? You know, people say that they're really afraid of public speaking, in some cases more than dying. Yeah. That just shows an absolute amygdala hijack yeah. that stress response about public speaking. So as an executive, as an emerging leader, you have to present yeah. Yeah, authentically. Yeah. What would you do with someone listening to this who gets nerves? You mentioned before, yips, sporting language. When you need to show up in a performance moment, a lot of people can speak in a small crowd, but then they get into an elevated, it might be the boardroom, it might be a big conference, and they're feeling really nervous. Pick that up. It's a little bit like listening to you do some of your work recently. It's layered. So I can give you the mechanical skills, like focus on your preparation, be confident in your material. But the bigger question is, what are you scared of? That's the real question. Like, what are we scared of speaking in front of a room? We're scared of looking stupid, right? And we're scared of failing. We're scared of, because we equate that with rejection. And also we're putting a lens that's extrinsic. I can't help but think extrinsic, intrinsic, whereas N equals one for me. When I do a presentation, I enjoy it. I feel fulfilled. I feel like I'm connecting. I feel like I'm making a difference. Um, by the way, if people enjoy that as well, it's a bonus. Yeah. I think when I first started, what's he thinking? What's she thinking? What are they doing? And I just found I wasn't enjoying it. It put so much pressure on myself. There's a whole thing for all of us. And like, I think with rugby players, this is what we have to experience a lot with athletes. And I think the same in the corporate world is we have this uh, subconscious equation. Effort equals reward, Right. So, but often that reward is external. Like if you're putting an effort and you're not getting rewards, you've got one of two options. You can stop putting an effort or you redefine reward. And this is where this extrinsic entering the things comes alive, right? And so we have a phrase, you know, that I've worked with a lot of our athletes, particularly around those that might be younger in their career. Absolutely, think of some young execs out there, right? They're absolutely putting in the effort and they're not getting the rewards yet ex- externally. So you've got two options, stop putting in effort, redefine reward. So we have this phrase, we just call it the man in the mirror, which is what's your reward? Or at the end of, of Friday night, I want to put my stuff down at my door. I want to go into my washroom. I want to wash my hands. I want to look in the man in the mirror and be proud. So that redefines everything, right? Now, all of a sudden, like your motivational pathways for being excellent at what you do isn't revolving around the opinion of others, but revolves around the man in the mirror. And once that lands... You can't escape that person. I love that. 
when you've got a rugby player yeah. who yeah. is just there to be in the 15, and in New Zealand it's all about being an All Black, right? Because yeah. once you're an right. All Black, forever yeah. after that you are introduced as the All Black. Oh, by the way, his name's Joel. Yeah. How do you get buy-in with a young rugby player who goes, yeah, well, she blah, 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 I just want to play and I just want to hit guys? We think that the young guys are easy to work with because if you're in a super rugby team and you're 19 or 20 years old, you're not going to be playing. You're, you're probably pretty low on the depth chart. So that means like you have to develop your professionalism and develop your craft without the opportunity of a lot of game time. I think of two or three players that I've worked with the last couple of years who are younger, they got all blacks in front of them. So they're not going to get the reward, if you want to use that term, of game time. Because if you're a player, what's your reward? It's game time. If you're an executive, what's your reward? It's in the when you're in the business, right? It's not just putting in all this effort, doing all this work and never getting a chance to shine. So it's easier with them because they will come to you out of frustration and desperation going, what's the point? At Somewhere along the line, they're going to come and go, why am I putting in all this effort and not getting any reward? I find that it's a player who's had a taste or they've been on the fringe, they've had a game or two and they're yeah. sitting there playing reserve or in yeah. NRL, we call it New South Wales Cup. Yeah. They've had a taste, they're hungry. But getting that taste, yeah. it's challenging when you've got a high performer who's done this and they've got an unconscious competence as yeah. well. Yeah. And like you have, you know, like we might have a young flank and you've got Sam Kane, the All Black captain in front of you. You know going into a season, unless there's injuries, you're not going to get a hell of a lot of time. So I reckon it's a great challenge for young athletes. And I think it's also a great challenge for young professionals because there's always going to be someone ahead of you. And if your competition becomes with getting in their spot rather than becoming someone you're proud of, then I reckon it gets really messy. So when you can redefine that going, listen, I've got a goal at the end of the week. It's not to get the next promotion. It's not to get the next rise. That's lovely. Let's sit it there. But my goal is I want to be proud and I think that's become a real key message, I think, for a lot of our athletes, because they actually want to be proud of themselves. So Sarah from a bank contacts Walshy yeah. to help her with a pre-performance routine to present better. Talk me through that. How would you work with Sarah? You know me well enough to go like, I would always do, I have a model a little bit. Which Take is, us through the model. Yeah. So it's assess, prescribe and monitor. So if we go back to what you said earlier, like if mental skills are a skill, then why don't we treat it like one? So if you think, if you go and see a trainer for your body or you go see someone that's going to help you with a certain skill, like you want to learn the piano, like I'm terribly musically, but if I wanted to learn the piano, the first thing the piano teacher does or the first thing like you would know as a physical trainer, you have to assess your client. What's going on? What are you capable of? What you're not? Where's your skill level at? And I think that's always the first thing I would do. And then I would look at the low-hanging fruit initially. So... It might be, I'm a really poor speaker. Okay, do you, have you ever written an outline before? So what's the process? So that's where, to me, the prescription or the prescribing is really process-orientated. Like, what do you need to do? So, like, I like your idea of reverse engineering. Like, if you're going to stand up in three days, what would you tell yourself now? And it might be, make sure you're really well-prepared. Make sure you enjoy it. Make sure you're not intimidated by the audience and obsessed with the outcome. So that would be an example of, then we'd monitor, so we'd go back and review. Prep, perform, review. Prep, perform, review. And then that review, we go, well, I'm still nervous about that. Okay, well, let's dig a little deeper here. Why are you so worried about people think of you? Because at the end of the day, yeah. Because they'll judge me. Well, and then yeah. what does that mean? So it's yeah. when you follow that thread. And look, and that it's a really simple framework, yeah. but even in that quick 
discussion then. Assess where are you at now with your speaking? Well, I get nervous, I'm bad. Well, no, it's not that you're bad. You just haven't done the reps and sets and trained. Prescribe, go and practice. And we both talk in sport, reps and sets. I'm amazed how many people come to me and say, I've got this massive presentation coming up and I've done all the preparation in my PowerPoint and I've got all the data and figures and I go, oh, great. And they say, can I show you the PowerPoint slides? No. What? Talk to me the first minute. What's your opening sentence? How are you going to control your nerves? How are you going to connect with the audience? Then show me your slides. So that's a really nice frame. Assess, prescribe and monitor. That would work for any skill. Hi again, it's Andrew, and I hope you really enjoyed that episode. We would appreciate if you helped to amplify the Performance Intelligence podcast by sharing episodes with your friends and with your colleagues by going to iTunes and leaving a rating and review. This really does help get the message out to a wider audience, and I love reading the comments as well. If you'd like to know more about booking me as a speaker at your next annual conference or company offsite, or purchasing one of the books I've written, including MatchFit, Or if you'd just like to receive my monthly e-newsletter, which is called the AM edition, that has stacks of information specific to all things human performance, go to andrewmay.com. And we'll see you on the next edition of Performance Intelligence.